Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. Christ Jesus. And it is a good morning, isn't it? A beautiful day. And I'm sure we thank God for it, and I hope that all of us are happy for the opportunity to be here in God's house this morning and to worship him. Today, as you know, is the fourth Sunday after Easter. In the Christian church, it is known as Cantati Sunday. That Latin word simply means sing. This is Sing Sunday. You recall the intro, it said, Sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. And I think how appropriate it is that we are to sing a new song that God has done marvelous things, because today is also Mother's Day, and God has done a marvelous thing, among other things. He has given us Christian mothers. And so today we honor our Christian mothers to sing a new song for the marvelous things of God. And the word of God that I just read out of the Old Testament is very appropriate for Mother's Day for this Sunday. They are the words of an unsung heroine in the Old Testament. Her name was Hannah. Hannah was the wife of a man by the name of Elkanah, and they lived in ancient Arimathea. They lived in that ancient town, or Ramah, as it was called in their days. It was their custom for Hannah and for Elkanah to go up to Shiloh where the tabernacle was located to go there every year. They were God-fearing individuals and they went one year and we are told that Hannah, when she was there at Shiloh at the tabernacle, she knelt and she prayed fervently to God because she had no children. This was the heartache of her heart and of her life. And she asked God if God would bless her with a male child. And then she made a vow to God. And she said, God, if you will give me a child, I will give him to you. And so she and Elkanah went home. And God blessed her after the lapse of months. And she became a mother. She gave birth to a son and she called his name Samuel which means heard of God, God had heard Hannah's prayer. And then when she went back to Shiloh to the tabernacle, she told the high priest Eli that she was the one who had been there the year previously and that had prayed so fervently that God had heard her prayer and had blessed her and she had become a mother and she had a son by the name of Samuel. And then she said to Eli, I have lent him to the Lord as I promised God. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. Hannah dedicated that boy. She consecrated him to the Lord. And Christian mothers on this Mother's Day, Hannah, the unsung heroine of the Old Testament, she calls to you this morning, Christian mothers, and she says, Mothers, listen, will you lend your children to the Lord? Give them to the Lord all the days of their life. Consecrate them to God. Dedicate them to God. That's the challenge, Christian mothers, that comes to you from Hannah of old. 
from the Old Testament. You may say to me this morning, we are to consecrate our children to the Lord. We are to dedicate them. We are to give them, to devote them to God. And you may say, oh, what does this mean after all? Hannah would have us lend them to the Lord. What does she mean? Will we find joy and will we find peace? And will there be satisfaction if we lend our children to the Lord? Christian mothers, Hannah would remind you in the first place, this is what it means. It means if you are going to lend your children to the Lord, it means that you are going to do first that which God wants you to do first. And you may say, preacher, what's the first thing that God expects of a Christian mother when she has a child? Need you ask, Christian mother? The first thing Jesus, you know, said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. This is the first and the foremost meaning. You are to lend your children, Christian mothers, to the Lord in holy baptism. You see, when children come into this world, they are not born children of God. They are born of the flesh, and therefore they come into this world tainted with original sin. They are subject to death, not that they have deliberately done something wrong, but they have come into this world in the condition of sin, subject to death. And that's why Jesus says we've got to be born over again. We've got to be born a second time. And he says that is by, again, by water in the Spirit, by baptism. It is, therefore, very much in keeping with this day that at the next service we shall have a baptismal service that mothers may consecrate their children. For in baptism it is a gracious water of life. Our children are born over again spiritually that by means of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God in connection with water, faith is planted in their hearts and Christ Jesus comes to live within their souls and they become His. This is what it means, Christian mothers. Hannah would call on you. Do that which is first. Even as with Samuel in her day, it was circumcision on the eighth day. And you can rest assured that the child Samuel was presented to God in circumcision, that he became a child of the covenant. And then you may say, what joy and satisfaction will we have this, Christian mothers, when you have presented your children and you have lent them to God in baptism? Should something happen to them, oh, what comfort you have, that they belong to God, that they are washed anew and born again in Jesus Christ, that they are saved. Oh, yes, should a child die without you neglecting it and yet without baptism, then you put that child into the hands of a merciful God. But oh, when that child is baptized, what a comfort you have. Oh, what a role you play, Christian mothers. Hannah of old calls to you, lend your children to the Lord. You say, what does it mean? Hannah says it means also this, that you are going to train them that they shall have respect for God's name. Jesus says, make disciples by baptizing and then by teaching them. Oh, what a role, Christian mothers, you have. You are the first teacher that your child has. And what an opportunity. You are the greatest teacher your child will ever have. Because that child who has been presented to Jesus in baptism, and there is a faith, even though unconscious faith at the first, you begin to nourish it and you begin to tell that child about Jesus. And the joyous thing is this, that child believes everything that you tell him. Everything that you say because your mother 
And that child believes. And when you start telling him about Jesus, who came into the world because he loved us, who died on the cross for us, who arose from the dead for us, that child drinks in everything that you tell him. What a role. You may say, well, if I train him in the things of Jesus and I tell him the stories of Jesus, uh, what satisfaction and joy. May I say this, Christian mothers, you have the best assurance then that when that child grows up, he will not wander far away from Jesus Christ. Oh, what an opportunity. You're there first with the greatest message. What a role you play. My mind goes back to an instructor I had at Cap University. He was my instructor in, again, the sociological problems and in the course in economics specifically. He had been in a seminary in this country and he had given it up. He was ready to withdraw from Jesus Christ and throw it overboard. He was in that a state of confusion and rather bitterness. We used to take walks at night. When we were walking one night, we, we started to sing as we were walking for exercise. And we went back to some of the hymns of our childhood. And he said to me, did you happen to know this song? He was of German extraction, Gott ist die Liebe. And I said, yes, I learned that as a child. And I remember walking the streets of Bexley and we sang, Gott ist die Liebe, er liebt euch mich. Maybe some of you know that. Drum sapit noch einmal, Gott ist die Liebe, er liebt euch mich. God is love. God loves me also. And he began to cry. And he said, you know, my mother taught me that. And he says, if it weren't for my mother, he said, I would throw it all away, but I can't. Because my mother believed that. And I just can't throw it away. My mother taught me that. Christian mother's Hannah calls to you. She's calling you, lend your children to the Lord. Oh, yeah, teach them a respect for God's name. Then you say, what does it all mean? Well, Hannah would assure you and remind you also this morning, Christian mothers, that if you're going to lend your children and dedicate them and consecrate them to God, it means that you're going to instill in them a love for God's house. Oh, what an opportunity you have that you can start your children out again from little on and say, Sunday, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Dad and Mom, we're all going to church today. This is the high spot of the week. This is the joy. We're going to Sunday school. And we're going to church to worship our Lord. And from little on that your children learned again that there is a love for God's house. Oh, to come into his sanctuary, what Hannah must have done with Samuel. Oh, she weaned him. Oh, in a special way she was going to lend him to the Lord. She weaned him till about perhaps the age of 12. But oh, what it must have meant to go up to Shiloh to go to the tabernacle. Oh, what a role did your kids' mothers do they love to come to Sunday school and church? This is, this is the high spot of the week. Or do we plan our affairs and our weekends so that this thing, uh, this thing is forgotten, that this becomes something minor and something secondary? But oh, listen, Christian mothers, Hannah says, train them to love God's house. Why? What joy and status? Because, listen, the road ahead for your children rather rough there will come temptations to sin there will come adversities 
And when they love God's house, somehow or other, we talk about our spiritual batteries being recharged. It's an amazing thing to me in the ministry, you know, to preach every Sunday and you say, well, who are you going to reach today? Uh, to meet all of your needs. It's rather amazing what God's Word does. How many of you come to me and you say, a thanks for a statement, and it may have been a real parenthetical, a rather minor statement in a sermon that I have preached. But somehow or other there came an occasion in your life and it brought you comfort. Yes, again, God works in a mysterious way with His Word. How many of you said, I remember you said one Sunday, Reverend, you said this, and, oh, what a comfort it has been in this adversity, and I don't even remember saying it. It was something that seemed so minor, perhaps not the main theme of the sermon, but you got something, and when an adversity came, you had been in God's house, and you were strengthened. This is it, Christian mothers. Hannah calls to you in skilling your child. This is what it means to lend them to the Lord, that they may have joy and coming into God's house in Sunday school. One of you mothers told me last week, said, you think they don't pick up anything in Sunday school? Your little boy. Again, say, they don't seem to listen, but on television when there was a religious program and a person appeared on the screen, your little boy amazed you. Jesus, oh yes, he learned something in Sunday school. Hannah, the great unsung heroine, one of them of the Old Testament, and she says, I took my son Samuel, and I lent him to the Lord, and I gave him to God that as long as he would live, I would lend him, I consecrated him, I dedicated him to the Lord. And you may say, Christian, well, what does it mean in my role as a Christian mother? Well, it means also that you are going to teach your child obedience. You are going to teach him discipline. This is one of the great tasks of Christian motherhood, isn't it? It's one that sometimes mothers you may shrink from. You may say, I'm afraid to teach discipline, to have my child mind me, to do what I want him to do, to do what I tell him to do, that I want him to obey me. I want him to do what I tell him to do because I have told him. This is one of the challenges, isn't it, of Christian motherhood? And yet you and I, may I just say, Christian, well, look out in the world today. And you may say, who are these young men and these young women who think nothing of overthrowing this government, who think nothing of violating every authority, who think nothing of violating every law? And you may say, where are their mothers? That's what I wonder, too. What kind of mothers did they have? Did they have a Hannah? Did they have a Hannah who lent them to the Lord and who dedicated them and who consecrated them? What is a child without discipline, even if it must be the rod at times? What is a child without being punished? What is a child without saying, this is the way, son and daughter, that I want you to go? This is the way you're going to mind me. You're going to obey me. And thus, what joy? The joy of a happy child. The child that doesn't know discipline. The child that doesn't know respect for authority is anything but a happy child. Oh, Hannah's, if you want your children to be happy, you will fulfill your role and in lending them to the Lord. You will train them in discipline. You will train them that they will obey that they will be happy and as God even adds, if it's well with him, I'll give them long life. Oh, it means so much to God. You who stand in his place, you Christian mothers, Hannah calls to you 
You lend your children to the Lord. Dedicate them as long as they live for their entire life. Hannah would remind you it means that you teach them also to love their neighbor. You are to teach them not to hate their fellow man. You are to teach them that they have not been put in this world to hate and to kill and again to go out and to maim and to harm their fellow man. They are to love their fellow man. Oh, what an opportunity you've got, Christian mothers, when you can tell them the beautiful story of the Good Samaritan. Again, how they love it. How that man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, you know, and fell among thieves, and they stripped him of his raiment, and they left him lying there half dead. And there came by a priest who went by on the other side, and there came by a Levite who went on the other side, and then there came a Samaritan who was an enemy of the Jew on the ground, and he got off of his beast of burden. He got down. He had compassion on him. And again, he wound up his wounds and poured in oil and wine and put him on his beast of burden and he took him to the inn and he took care of him and he gave the innkeeper some money and said take care of him and if it costs more when I come back I will give you what I owe you oh what a tremendous role you play that your children may again may be filled with kindness and love toward their fellow men. You say, what good does that do? Oh, I know some people say to me, Christ says we'll always have wars, and there will be wars and rumors of wars. But he didn't say, when he said that we would have them, he didn't say that perhaps when we learn from childhood that our neighbor in need is our neighbor, we we might stop one war. Oh, listen, Hannahs, maybe you can stop one war. Wouldn't it be tremendous? Oh, if we had enough Hannahs in this world today who would be training, who would be lending their children to the Lord, maybe the Vietnam War would never have started. Therefore, it would not have to be brought to an end because it would not have started. Maybe we could save our sons and our daughters in one war. How about it, Hannahs? Christian mother's a tremendous role that you play. Hannah calls, doesn't she? And she says, lend them to the Lord. And you may say, what does it mean, Hannah? Hannah would remind you it means to teach them also virtue, to teach them right living. Oh, that goes back into the home, doesn't it? If they're going to learn right living, and they're going to know that male and female exist by a creation of God, and they're going to know that sex is a blessing from God, and it's not to be adulterated, and it's supposed to be used as God would have it in marriage, it goes back, Hannah's, into your home. What kind of a home do you have? Is there love between husband and wife? Is there an atmosphere of love and of warmth and of kindness? And oh, when there isn't, the children are the first ones to sense it. Something's wrong. They may not know, but they know something's wrong at home. And again, the stability that should be theirs is gone. And they're worrisome, and they, they fret, and they cry. And they, they know something's wrong. But oh, listen, Hannahs, when again you lend them to the Lord and you teach them virtue, this is the way God would have you live as male and female. That for pre-marriage it shall not be adulterated. And in marriage it shall not be adulterated with someone else. But God would have you use it as a blessing in marriage. That you may use it as an expression of love. And that you may become husbands and wives. And you may become fathers and mothers. This is the joy that theirs may be a happy marriage. This is your role, Hannah's. 
Hannah, she lent her son Samuel to the Lord. As long as he lives, she said, I will lend him to the Lord. And you say, what does it mean? Well, it means also, Hannah would remind you this morning, that you're going to train them to be honest. Honest with regard to the things of life. Oh, yes, you will give them the things that they need, but you will also tell them they are not to steal. They are not to take something that doesn't belong to them. They are not to expect in life that they are here, that everybody's going to hand it to them. You are going to tell them that God places us all in this world. We're to work. We are to work and we are to earn our daily bread. We are not just to sit still and to do nothing and expect others to feed us and to clothe us. We are to be honest with the things that we have. We are to learn them. And all the joy that will come that you will be teaching your children, your sons and your daughters, stewardship of the material things of life. Someone said to Daniel Webster one day, Mr. Webster, what's the greatest thought that ever came into your mind? And without thinking, Daniel Webster said, you want to know the greatest thought that I have ever had in my mind? It said, my accountability to God. My accountability to God. And listen, Hannahs, when you train your children, that again, they know that they're in this world to work for a living. They are to be accountable to God someday for the stewardship that they have exercised with the material things of life. Oh, you have done something. What a peace and what a satisfaction to have children with a sense of accountability for their stewardship of the blessings of God. Oh, what a role you play. This is Mother's Day. And again, we say we're to sing a new, new song. And Hannah says, listen, mothers, lend your children to the Lord. It means, also she would remind you, it means that they will be courteous. They will be kind. And they will be sympathetic. Oh, the words that we speak to one another. How is it in your home? Is there respect that when words are spoken, even though they be true, that they are spoken in love and in kindness and in consideration? Is it happy with regard to words? Or are they harsh? Do they cut? Do they leave scars? Oh, Hannahs, if you could, again, teach your children that they are to speak the truth, but there must be love and mercy and kindness. Oh, a thing may be true, but is it necessary to say it? It may be true, and if it's necessary, then we must say it. But when we say it, do we say it in kindness? Have you taught your children, Hannah's, to be kind with words? You may say, what joy will come when there has been understanding and the words have come from love and our children have been taught consideration for others. Oh, the joy of having friends. The joy of having friends. Sometimes we may say, I have no friends. Is it because you and I have never been a friend? Is it because we have never learned to say the kind word? Oh, what just one kind word may mean. For a word fitly spoken, says the word of God, is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. Have you ever learned to speak words that are like apples of gold in pictures of silver? Oh, Hannah, this is Mother's Day. And Hannah says, God gave me a son, Samuel, and I, I lent him to the Lord as long as he lived. I gave him to the Lord. 
And it means also, Hannah would remind you, that you would teach your children to be content with their talents and their abilities and with, again, the material blessings of God. That you would start them out early and say, don't be jealous because you have these talents and somebody else has other talents. God has given you the talents that you have for a reason. God's got a plan. God's got a mission for you, son. God's got a mission for you, daughter. And God will take care of you because he has a plan and God wants you to fulfill it. And as you live for him, to glorify him, to make his name great, and as you strive each day to fulfill his will, you will find joy in all you Christian mothers. You will have this joy of knowing that a child that God gave you is going to, again, fulfill a plan, a purpose, a mission in life that God Almighty has assigned him to do. Little did Hannah realize what God was going to do with that son Samuel. At about the age of 12, as far as we know, because she lent him to the Lord, she took him to Shiloh. She took him to the tabernacle and she gave him to Eli, the high priest. And after the death of Eli, Samuel became the last great judge in Israel. He judged the nation before they had kings. He was the first of a great line of tremendous prophets after Moses. He was the prophet of God in Israel. He taught the word of God. He became a tremendous individual. Samuel was the one, you know, who anointed Saul, the first king of Israel. And he was also the one that went to Bethlehem. And he poured oil on the head of that little rugged little son of Jesse, David. And he anointed him to be the second king of Israel. Little did Hannah realize what Samuel was to become when she lent him to the Lord. And when you turn to the New Testament, to the book of Hebrews, to that 11th chapter, that famous hall of fame chapter, the great men of faith, we read again in that great 11th chapter of Hebrews, by faith Abel, and by faith Abraham, and by faith Isaac, and by faith Jacob, and by faith Noah. And we read also when the writer says, And whom what shall I say more? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of David, and of Samuel. He's mentioned in the tremendous Hall of Fame chapter. In the New Testament, Samuel, little did Hannah realize when she lent him to the Lord what he was to become. And little did Hannah realize what an influence she would be. She lived a thousand years before Jesus came. But when Hannah had given birth to a son and she called him Samuel, God heard me. Heard of God is what it means. She sang a song of thanksgiving. You find it in the first book of Samuel. You find it in the second chapter. She sang a song praising and thanking God and a thousand years later, up in Nazareth in Galilee, there lived a young virgin by the name of Mary. And you remember an angel, Gabriel, came to her one day and told her that she was to be the mother of the Christ and also told her that her cousin Elizabeth down in Hebron in Judah, was already six months with child. You remember that Mary, she came on down and she visited Elizabeth, and when she got to that home, 
Again, she married knowing that there was again breathing under her and under her heart again the Son of God. Mary bursts forth into her magnificat. My soul doth magnify the Lord. And it's amazing how similar is Mary's magnificat when she praises the Lord and Hannah's. Mary must have known Hannah's song by heart. Read them. Yes, in 1 Samuel 2 and in Luke 1, what a tremendous similarity. Little did Hannah know how she had influenced the Virgin Mary, the mother of our Lord, in her song of praise. Oh, little did Hannah. She lies buried in Ramah. I went by the little village of Ramah, where Hannah lies buried and where Samuel was buried. Today is... Mother's Day, and some of you have the joy today of having your mothers with you, and I commend you, and what a joy. And some of you will see your mothers today. My mother happens to be a mother of memory. My mother lies asleep in Oak Hill Cemetery in Hammond, Indiana, right outside of Chicago. When I think of my mother lending me to the Lord, uh, she was a Hannah. As long as I can remember, my mother pointed out to me from babyhood on that someday she said, I'd like to have you be a minister. I can't remember a time in my life when my mother didn't point it out. Oh, you could never say anything to my mother about the Christian ministry. You could never say anything about a minister to her. To my mother, it was the highest and it was the greatest. And I can remember seated in church with her on Sunday when she would say to me, someday I hope to see you in the ministry. I grew up being lent to the Lord. And I can think back in childhood of the prayers that I learned. Oh, and you say we think of our mothers today. Yesterday I spoke to the junior Lutherans, the little kids downstairs about Mother's Day. And I asked the kiddies, what have you got to be thankful for? And oh, there were so many things the little guys told me and the girls about what they were thankful for. And one little type of a fellow, he says, and I said, what are you thankful for for your mother? He says, she kisses my hurts. She kisses my hurts. And I thought back when I was a child, didn't mother kiss your hurts? It was the greatest medicine in all the world, wasn't it? when you hurt yourself and you ran and she picked you up and she kissed your hurts. You'll never forget, will you? Today is cantata. We are to sing a new song. God has done marvelous things. God has given us Christian mothers. What would be the great cantata, the great song that you and I would sing? Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. It's always new, isn't it? It's a simple little Christian hymn, a simple little ditty. And yet I'm sure that you and all, I learned it at our mother's breast. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, 
Jesus loves me? Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. That's the new, new song that you and I sing to the glory of God, that we sing in honor of our Christian mothers. Hannah calls to you, Christian mothers, what a role. Lend your boy and your girl to the Lord. A happy Mother's Day to you. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all human understanding, keeping unite your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.